love music, live sport. Pole Position with Andy Alston and Adam Todd on Rock Sport Radio. All right, let's speak to our next guest on the show this week, and that's Scottish driver Ross Wiley, who made his return to the Porsche Carrera Cup GB at Silverstone last weekend. Ross, thanks very much for joining us. Firstly, could you just tell us how this move all came about? Well, firstly, thanks for the warm welcome. Um, It was very much a a last-minute deal um, within two racing. Obviously, I've been focusing quite hard on my uh, my GT and endurance racing with uh, FF Course, uh, driving the the 488 Ferrari. So, um, you know, it was nice to to get the call up. Um, There was a seat available and... um, you know what? What better way to do it than uh, join the grid at Silverstone, the the home of motorsport and uh, the BRDC? So, um, yeah, it's a real privilege. So, what were your expectations going into the weekend, then, Ross? <laughs> to be perfectly honest, there was no uh, no expectations, um, and I guess that's what made it somewhat a little bit more exciting for me as well. Um, you know, the, the Porsche can be a quite a difficult car to drive, but um, I think it's a real driver's car as well. You know, the weights all behind the rear the rear axle so that makes it a bit of a challenge is uh you know trying to get the, the weight distribution just correct um and um yeah it, it's one of those cars you really got to drive with your head and and uh, not rely on the, the driver aids because there is no driver aid so uh that's what makes it just that little bit more rewarding ross i'm, I'm interested to to get your thoughts on the power that those cars have of course and it, it, it does a there's a, a fair bit of speed um, underneath that, that pedal. Um, how how difficult is it to resist the temptation to come out corners in that kind of car and just floor it? And you know how how do you, you strike that balance between going all out and then just trying to to um, get the car around, manage the tyres, and, and and manage the the race? Well, yeah, I mean, yet again, like I say, it's one of those cars you really got to drive with your head. Um, the Porsche is notorious for having uh, great traction, but um, very little front-end grip. So um, yeah, there's always the temptation as a as a racing driver to uh, to be heavy on the right foot. But um, you know, it's a it's a case of you know getting the car stopped on the front end, getting the car rotated, and uh, of course using that grip on the rear axle uh, to get a to get a good exit. But um, I mean, the car's just raw. There is no there is no driver aids. There's no ABS. There's no traction control. And like I say, that's um, that's just what makes that a little bit more rewarding when uh, when you do get behind the wheel. And of course, this is a series you have competed in previously, and um, it was a good weekend for yourself. You know, a second place. You were leading much of that first race as well, of course, and um, rounding off the weekend with a with a fifth place. So you must be happy enough with that. Yeah, chuffed a bit. I mean, like I say, we entered the weekend with no expectations at all. Um, it was just a, a real privilege to be back on the grid. Um, you know, the the history and the heritage that the Porsche have, we, we all as drivers uh, certainly respect that. So to be back in a, a one-make series, um, which I would arguably say is the pinnacle of um, sprint racing, um, was, was a real honour. Um, yeah, race one was pretty good. Um, we, I think we, we led the first uh, 18 laps after lap one. Certainly made the right tyre choice, and uh, the last time I raced there in 2017, I made the wrong tyre choice. So um, a bit of uh, team tactics, um, that, you know, that, that helped us get out the front end of the grid. But of course, you take it whenever you can. Um, it would have been nice to, to obviously clinch the win, but um, second place, I certainly cannot be uh, too disheartened by that. 
Phase two, obviously, was a little bit more of a level playing field. Everybody was on the same tyre choice. Um, I got boxed out a little bit on the first lap, but um, was able to fight back through. And I finished a, a respectable fifth, I think. So, um, yeah, quite quite happy uh, going going forward. And this is a series that's got quite a mixed grid as well, in, in so much as we've got a pro, a pro-am, and an am class. Does that come into mm. your, your mind at all when you're out there on track? Oh, massively so, and I think as a professional driver, it's um, that's one of the challenges. Is because when you know a pro driver between us all, there's there's a couple of tenths of a second. But when you're coming up behind your your amateurs and everything else in between, it can be quite unpredictable in terms of how they race. So um, that's really what makes it um, just that little bit more challenging, but again, that little bit more rewarding. Um, and yeah, it's it's a real thrill to uh, to be part of the championship again. Hi Ross, Adam here. Take us back to the beginning of your career and what was it that made you want to get started in motorsport? Well, to be perfectly honest, I was never any good at football or golf. I think my <laughs> uh, my, my parents gave up at an early age um, of, of trying to get me to uh, you know, be uh, pretty handy on the football pitch. So, um, yeah, at the age of three, my uh, my parents uh, got me my first quad bike, um, and my, my parents are involved in the forestry industry. So I was always uh, let loose up the forest roads, and I guess from a from an early age, it was almost ingrained in me. Um, you know, my parents went through a lot of sacrifices in order to get me on the grid um, at the age of twelve, and I started uh, go kart racing at a semi professional level at my uh, local track. Uh, being Lark Hall, West of Scotland Car Club. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, you know, had a bit bit more, um, um, you know, I, I worked really hard at it. It didn't come easy to me. I certainly wasn't. I wouldn't say I was naturally talented. I had to work really hard at it and walked away as uh, um, both junior and Brit- junior and senior British champion. I then made the, the jump into uh, saloon cars um, in the Scottish Motor Racing Club, the Mini Super Cup Championship, um, and I was, you know, taking that with a relaxed um, approach. Um, you know, we we done quite well in that, and I got the bug again, so I was very fortunate again to uh, get the chance to go and race in Germany, and I, I, I uh, raced as part of a, a scholarship in the Volkswagen Sirocco R Cup, um, which, which went well. Um, I then came back to the UK and, and raced um, an Aston Martin and British GT Championship where um, in 2014 I was crowned British uh, GT4 champion. I then joined the McLaren GT Young Driver Programme in 2015, which was a real honour and privilege to be a part of. And then um, between then and now, I've been jumping between uh, various uh, car manufacturers and teams and um, you know very fortunate enough to, to, to earn a living from the sport that I love. And Ross, when you're growing up, I believe you're from the Dumfries area, so was that a challenge in your early years in motorsport and did that involve a lot of travelling? You mentioned your parents making a lot of sacrifices. Were you spending a lot of time in the road? Oh, massively so. Um, you know, and everyone keeps coming up to me saying, God, you must have made a lot of sacrifices. But in reality, I didn't make any sacrifices. Um, I was just doing what I loved to do. And it was my parents who uh, who made the real sacrifices. And I think, you know, coming from Dumfries and Galloway, the, um, you know, it's got a, a great history and a great legacy of producing great racing drivers such as David Coulthard and Alan McNish, to, to name the very few. And I think that gave me the fire in my belly to go out there and uh, and try and make a name for myself and keep um, keep Dumfries and Galloway on the motorsport map. Um, you know, and I think, 
you know, looking back, you know, the, the seven-hour journeys and, and such like to get to the racetrack, I think that's what, you know, again, gave me that little bit of extra determination. You had the long drive to uh, to really get yourself focused. But, um, yeah, I think um, I think coming from the area definitely, like I say, gave me that extra extra boost. And how would you describe your style as a driver? Um, it's interesting. We talk about this quite a lot. And, um you know, I can be quite a reserved character sometimes, and I think when it comes to sprint racing, um, I'm arguably not aggressive enough. Um, hence why I've decided to try and carve a career out of GT racing, where um, it can be anything from a, a half-hour a half hour race up to a 24-hour race. And I think, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all about consistency and, and getting the car to the end of the race rather than being a little bit more cutthroat and, of course, risking damage on the car. And you're going to be competing in the final round of the Porsche Carrera Cup GB at Brands Hatch. Must be looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've um, I've um, I've always enjoyed racing at Brands Hatch. I've had mixed fortune there. My first race in uh, Porsche Carrera Cup in 2017 um, didn't end too well. I made it to the first corner, but didn't make it out the first corner. So uh, hopefully we can put that right this time round. Um, I have had uh, other success there before, and I think it's a real uh, a real driver circuit. So, you know, hopefully we can put that right. And um, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for, you know, into racing gives me the opportunity, and uh, Black Bull Whiskey and um, the Bell Group for giving me the opportunity to to do so. And Ross, you mentioned some of your your key partners there behind the scenes who have helped you get onto the grid. Could you just give us a, a flavour of how challenging it is for a driver to to um, you know get get there, ensure that you're on the track at a, a race weekend, and the, the benefits that, that your your sponsors bring? Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, without the, the sponsors and partners, none of it would be possible. So, you know, yet again, I can't I can't thank those guys enough, Black Bull Whiskey and uh, the Bell Group. Um, it is incredibly difficult. And certainly, without without the finance, none of us would be on would be on the grid. Um, and I was just talking to someone earlier about it that uh, driving is just twenty percent of it, and the rest of it is what you do off the track, and and of course getting yourself on the grid. So I think it's becoming more and more challenging. And gone are the days of uh, Sir Jackie Stewart, um, you know, really uh, nurturing the young talent and finding the the um, the finance to go out racing and. You know, I, I hope that one day that hopefully I can uh, relive that legacy and, and, and hopefully give something back to the, the young drivers um, and, and, and give them encouragement to go on to bigger and better things. And Ross, just finally, what's what's on the horizon for you um, next year and beyond? Um, that I do not know. Um, I've been very fortunate enough in my day-to-day job. I've been involved with uh, Brabham Automotive. Um, I... Um, been involved with the new BT62 hypercar, which is uh, built in Adelaide. Um, it's, uh, they're only building uh, 70 uh, cars. So I'll be involved as a test and development driver with those guys and with the, uh, the thought to, uh, to go and race in, in the future. And, um, yeah, watch this space. Hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll be making a debut in the not-too-distant future. Great stuff, Ross. Thanks very much for joining us here on the show. Really appreciate the time you've given us here on Pole Position. Uh, no problem at all. Thanks for your time. That's Scottish driver Ross Wiley there speaking to us on Rock Sport Radio. Love music, live sport. Pole position with Andy Alston and Adam Todd on Rock Sport Radio.